this hour. In fact, every minute of both hours of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. You know what? There are 40. Thank you, Stuby. There are 40 of those dealers that join together to sponsor this. So if you're out shopping and you happen into an Ace Hardware store, and I, first of all, I commend you for your, your, uh, um, great selection of stores. I hope that you'll ask for the manager or the owner, and I hope that you'll let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship of our program. Good afternoon as we uh, come out of what has been a wonderful uh, a wonderful several days of cool weather and some rain and cloudiness, and we hit head into the rest of the summer. Oh, goodness, here it comes. Get ready. So let's talk about gardening. Let's talk about the plants at your place. Let's talk about anything in urban horticulture, whether it's lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, or vegetables, houseplants. I'm here to do that, and uh, uh, I am alongside Mike Bass. Mike uh, is answering the phones, screening the calls, running the boards, keeping me on the air. All is well. And uh, we'd like to hear from you right now. It's live on this uh, first Saturday of June. So celebrate that. 888-787-KLIF. Call right now. Again, both hours sponsored by your uh, your friendly people, your helpful hardware people at Ace Hardware. 888 888- 787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Call right now. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Luke. Luke is a great Pyrenees mix. He's a big boy at three years old and 72 pounds, and he's going to get just a little bit bigger over time. He has a beautiful thick white coat and adorable eyes to match. Luke was actually in a really tough uh, shape when he arrived at the SPCA of Texas. He was suffering from having a wire embedded in his front left leg. After having much, uh, uh, having it surgically removed by the medical staff, he is now healing. He doesn't have as much spring in his step as he will once he's fully healed, but he has started to trot a bit in the yard, and he breaks into short runs now and then. Despite his difficulties, he has maintained good spirits, and he's gotten along quite well with other dogs and with everybody at this shelter. He has a calm disposition with people. Uh, oh, I beg your pardon. I got off a line there. With other dogs, it can be hit or miss. Anyone looking to adopt Luke as a second dog should definitely bring the current family pet in for a meet and greet. So he gets along great with people, with other dogs, hit and miss. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Luke has been neutered, microchipped, and he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he deserves somebody who will love him and nurture him. He's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas, Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 West of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions right now and every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. And I might tell you that uh, uh, this uh, was not the case with Luke, but I have an uh, SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week for Saturday and one for Sunday. And the Sunday dog, but between the time that they sent it to me and but before I got it printed an hour later, they sent me another note and said, Oh, uh, could we give you another animal? The Sunday dog got adopted. That's how quickly it can happen. So if you're interested in Luke, the Great Pyrenees Mix, you need to get in and get him adopted. Browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet, F-I-N-D-A-P-E-T, one word, and visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. This is Luke, the 72-pound Great Pyrenees mix. He's white, and he is a lovable dog needing a home. And you can make a big difference in his life and in your life. Won't you please help? That is uh, sponsored today by the great people at Arborological Services. I told you last week that uh, Miguel Pastanez 
one of the longtime people at Arborological Services, one of their finest tree climbers ever, has uh, just uh, won the his 13th time he has won the Texas State Tree Climbing Championship. Oh, my gosh. That guy's good. He's really good. And so are their other climbers. They have teams that go out all over the Dallas and Fort Worth areas. They are strictly local. They have uh, teams that... Uh, do an incredible job of maintaining trees all across the Metroplex. If you want the finest in tree care, you will contact Arborological Services. Steve Hauser is mighty proud of his teams, and he uh, supplies the best equipment, the best training, and he finds the best people. The uh, toll-free number for Arborological Services makes it sound like there's some big out-of-state firm, and they are not. They are a local company, all local people working for local trees, for the betterment of local trees. 866-552-7267. Make a note of that number. For the sake of your trees, let the best care for your trees. Arborological services, whether it's just routine tree management or whether it's something heroic, they are the best for your trees. The only people who will ever touch are trees. That's Arborological Services. On the web, it's arborological.com, A-R-B-O-R-I, logical. That's a forestry term. It's not some cute made-up term. They are not about cute things. They're about serious tree care. Arborological.com, Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. Hi, I'm Dee from Justin Ace Hardware in Justin. Come see us in the Garden Center for all your plants, pottery, and decor. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Dee, very, very much. Boy, her customers love her. When my wife and I were out there, oh, it's been six or seven months ago, and uh, she was on her day off, but she was headed that way. And I was talking to a lady. She said, well, you're Neil, aren't you? I said, yes. I said, I'm here to, to visit with Dee. And she said, oh, she's so good. And she just went on and on about D, and before I knew it, in drove D, and and the lady said, "There she is now." They they love her there, and you can see why as soon as you go in the store. It's a wonderful uh, nursery and garden center, and a pretty good hardware store at that. Justin Ace Hardware. Yes, it's a good hardware store. Thank you, D, very very much. Let me uh, give you the phone number once again. Let's fill up those phone lines. We have three lines working. And, uh, well, they all work. We, we take uh, lines four and five and, and, uh, and knock them out of action so you won't have to wait so long. I just think that five phone lines for a, a, a political talk show, that might be fine because those are, those are quick comments that people make and then they're gone. But with a, a gardening talk show where you have to ask some questions back and forth, that uh, is too many. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. If you have St. Augustine, you need to fertilize it for the second and uh, final time for the spring season, and then you wait until early September. If you fertilize during the heat of the summer with St. Augustine, you are very likely to encounter gray leaf spot. That's a hot weather uh, fungal disease that causes the grass to turn yellow. We've had we've just come out of the spring where we had some issues with take all root rot, which also turns St. Augustine yellow, but uh, the uh, gray leaf spot causes uh, diamond-shaped uh, brown lesions or gray-brown lesions on the blades right in the midrib where the leaves fold. And uh, if you want to see what gray leaf spot looks like, then apply some nitrogen about the end of June, and you'll see it'll crop up really quickly. So you fertilize St. Augustine now, and then you sit it out through the summer. We overfeed St. Augustine. So uh, early to mid-April, early June, and early September are your three times to feed St. Augustine with an all-nitrogen fertilizer. That's what the soil tests show we need. And uh, 30, 35, 40% of that nitrogen should be in slow release form. Don't you dare go out and buy ammonium sulfate 2100. You don't want that. You want, uh, when you look at the fine print, it needs to say that uh, 30, 40% of it is in slow release encapsulated or um, uh, timed release uh, form. Your nursery 
or your hardware store can show you what I'm talking about. It's in the fine print on the back of the bag in many cases. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, other things we need to talk about, if you are interested in uh, growing tomato, uh, uh, a tomato crop for your fall garden, you need to have transplants that you're ready to set out the 1st of July. I don't want to get into a lot of detail about uh, uh, about why we plant the 1st of July instead of August. Uh, the uh, crux of it is that if you wait till August, you're too late. You get caught by a freeze. And 1st of July gives you ample time for the plants to mature and, and for the fruit to produce bountifully. Beautiful tomatoes in the fall garden. Better than the spring tomatoes ever dreamed of being. Uh, but to have the transplants on the 1st of July, nurseries probably will not stalk them. A few might, but most don't. So you're going to need to... Uh, 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 grow them yourself, and you can grow them either from seed or from cuttings of your spring tomato plants. Uh, the cuttings root very easily in potting soil, just like you would root a coleus cutting or a begonia cutting or a uh, an impatience cutting, any of these succulent plants. And then you'll have the transplants ready to sit out 1st of July. I'm not going into a lot of detail about how to do it unless you're interested, and we can do it then. Um, also, let's see, what was the other thing I wanted to mention to you? These are, these are critical things of timing. Bagworms are a problem right now. We'll talk about some more. Let me uh, first, though, tell you about my book and the very special offer for $32.95. That's all that you would have to pay to get my book, uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It's a very unexpected opportunity for you. I'm trying to close out the fifth printing of the book, and I have put it on sale to do so. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, just thirty-two ninety-five for a book that has 11 chapters. Took me a year to write and uh, 344 pages. High-quality paper. It's a hardback, and I had it printed in Texas for me. And uh, the reason I wanted that was how would it look for a book called Lone Star Gardening to have been printed in China? That just didn't uh, set well with me. And plus, I wanted to go to the press checks, make sure it was printed beautifully and perfectly, and I was able to do that. So I sign every copy as it sells, uh, so I chose not to put it in stores or on Amazon. Yes, I know that you don't get to see it before you buy it, and therefore I give you a satisfaction guarantee or full refund without any questions asked. 75,000 copies sold so far, not one request for a refund. So I think the odds are quite good that you'll like your book very much. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, things you have to know to be successful. Chapter 2 is the 48-page calendar of all the timing of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. Chapters 3 through 11 are extremely detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. It's all in the book, and it's right there at your fingertips for only $32.95. This book will pay for itself in a hurry, but only if you get it, and you can get it for $32.95, which is uh, a big savings. It will be $38.95, so save by buying it right now. Satisfaction guaranteed. Two ways you can buy it since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You can buy it directly from my office by calling weekdays, business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it directly from my website right now while you're thinking about it. And that's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. At Lance Landscape Lighting, our certified electricians and designers can upgrade your outdoor lights, even vintage fixtures, to energy-efficient LED technology with just the right balance of warm and cool lights. Lance will illuminate the distinctive features of your home from every angle, every night. Let Lance create a nightscape that no matter how you look at it, makes your home shine. Lance Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. LensLighting.com. 
Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. All right, thank you, sir. Let me tell you right now about Advanced Foundation Repair. Three little words that can mean a lot to the uh, longevity of your home. I think most of us know the uh, symptoms of foundation problems. You have windows and doors that don't operate properly. You see cracks in the tile and grout, boy, I hope not in the tile, in the grout work, in the mortar joints of your home. And those are all signs that things are not working quite well on the foundation. Things are shifting. You need to have advanced foundation repair come to your home and do their free home inspection. They have equipment that can do a very thorough and, and sophisticated measure of the foundation or whether it has shifted or not. And if it has, they'll show you exactly where and how and how much, and they will show you what they can do to correct that. And you need to pay close attention because what they do to correct a foundation problem is stellar. They guarantee that work for the lifetime of the home, and it's transferable from owner to owner to owner, and it's backed by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. This is the first company that did all of those things. I have got the chance to pioneer that discussion Gosh, it's been 20, 23, 24 years ago. I've been advertising for them 26 years ago, and it was remarkable how quickly the other companies fell in line behind them. They had to, to compete. Advanced Foundation Repair has earned the right to call themselves exactly that. They have led their industry, and they continue to do so. For the best in foundation repair, not necessarily the most expensive by any measure, the integrity of the company is what I try to sell to you. Advanced Foundation Repair. If you don't have a problem, they'll tell you that. 214-333-0003. FoundationRepairs.com, plural. FoundationRepairs.com. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. I'm Sherry from TNC Ace Hardware on Jacksboro Highway and Haltom Hardware on Denton Highway in Haltom City. We own Ace Stores because we like being able to help our neighbors. We're proud of our team that's there to serve you. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Sherry, very much. The last time that I recorded these rejoinders, I asked the uh, the owners and the managers, why why do you have Ace Hardware stores? What what made you want to do this what is exciting to you about it and the answers are just fabulous just like sherry's and i think you'll enjoy hearing those so pay attention to them if you will and be sure to tell them thank you for sponsoring all right phone lines are available to you we have a line open right now if you'd like to call it's toll free anywhere you can hear me 888-787-KLIF that's 888 888- 787-5543. Valerie in McKinney. This is Neil. Good afternoon. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. Um, I have a lemon, my lemon tree I've had for about 12 years, and it's always done quite well. It's in a big pot, and it's on a dolly, and I take it in and out in the winter and summer, and it's always produced about a dozen lemons, and this year all the baby lemons are falling off, and I don't know why. It's never happened before. All right. How large are they when they fall? Oh, very small. Um, gosh, tiny. Just like but, they've only been on there a few weeks. All right. That's what I wondered. I wonder if they have been fertilized properly. I wonder if uh, they were pollinated. Sometimes yes. fruit will abort. You think they were? 
I think they were because I've been watching for the bees, and I pull it out when it was warm and the bees were around. And I did see, I didn't see quite as many on it this year, but even the ones that were getting a tiny bit larger um, and were forming, I mean, they all were formed, so they had to, I guess, gotten pollinated. I don't know, would they fall off? Would they form if they had not been pollinated? Yes, they would form and develop okay. a little little ways, and then they would abort. Okay. Uh, that's, well, that's it may, not that uncommon. may be the case because no. this year has not been a very good bee year. No. Um, that's what happens, for example, with squash. They will develop for two or three days. Squash okay. moves in fast forward compared to uh, lemons. Um, okay. And they will abort, and so will some other fruit. Um, that would be my guess. There are only a couple of things that will cause lemons to fall like that. One would be if they're not pollinated. Another would be if there is a dramatic change in their environment in and out. Um, I, I'm not suggesting anything is different, but, for example, if, if when it comes indoors, you're moving it to a darker room than it used to get, yeah. um, and, and something has changed dramatically there, or if it got very dry one time it would abort fruit over the leaves instead of the leaves things of that sort that are dramatically different but there's no insect or disease that would cause it it's it's okay uh, you know one possibility let me think let me mention one other thing if it has become very root bound uh, that could also well, that's quite it. a possibility. Yeah, when you said 12 years, I, I should have yeah. said that up front because that is a very an enormous pot. Well, but that's they not. make them enormouser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't move it, but you need a forklift. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah, it's on a dolly, and I can barely get it over the hump into this I, little room. I take it I to really the winter, understand. So. Yeah, I understand. Um, that could be it. I ask you about a staghorn fern as well. Yeah, I saw that it's 49-year-old. Is that right? Well, it's 43, I refigured. Yeah. That's absolutely, I want to hear about this. Well, it, it we had it um, when it was brand new, and our son was nine years old, and it had a couple of little fronds, and it grew and it lived, and we moved to Chicago for 10 years, and it lived in the basement under a grow light in the oh space in Chicago. Then it rode back home in the car, and it's been back here 25 years, and um, I used to move it in and out, and it's not, it's too big and heavy for me to move now. So it hangs where it always has been in the off time, uh, in a window in my bath. And so it has not been out in about three years, and I don't know why or where it gets scale, but things like that just happen. But it does have scale, and I've been scraping them off and watching, and, of course, I have ants because of it. And um, I don't know what's safe to spray on it if there is anything that I can that will get rid of the scale. Yeah, that's a, a tough one. I've had that same scale on staghorn fern. It's um, it's really annoying. How how involved is it? Is it really covered? No, because I caught them pretty early, and I check Good. them every week nearly and scrape what I can off. What's annoying is the ants and the stickiness. So sure. Is I it on the? Uh, it's it's on the, only on the uh, uh, fertile fronds, the green fronds, right? Not yeah. on the brown ones. Yeah. 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 Um, if you have some kind of a heavy-duty cotton swab. I don't think Q-tips are strong enough uh, to hold up very well. But rubbing alcohol will rub them off and get rid of them if you don't have too many. Um, that and it wouldn't hurt the uh, wouldn't hurt the leaves. I, I think that might be my best solution. There's no insecticide you could use, or okay. that you want well, to smell on the inside of the house. Well, true. Well, I have um, rubbed the fronds with alcohol, but it doesn't keep them from coming back. No, there there will be babies that are down tucked into the nooks and crannies and the chaff and everything else. Um, I think if you're diligent, you can really reduce the population. Um, I would need to do a web search to see if anybody has any other suggestion, but I don't think there's going to be an insecticide that will work indoors. Um, I don't think you could... I don't think you could enclose it in a, in a tent of, like, dry cleaner's plastic and use anything there. I, I, I'm just sorting through the – I've yeah. never had the question before. I've had the insect before. I've never had the question. <laughs> I've always had mine in the greenhouse where I could spray it, and you have to be careful right. for spraying them anyway. Well, I knew um, that. That's why I didn't want to do anything without asking. Why don't you Why don't you look up Fern Society? There are Fern Societies around, oh. and, and staghorns are so uh, popular – and so unusual that I, uh, let's let's see what we can find. I will do the same okay. thing. The problem is I don't know if I can do it. You know, if I have enough time to do 
uh, Justice. Oh, yeah. It's a great question, but I'll see what well, I can find. Is there anything I can put in it to get rid of the ant? Well, yeah, you've got to get rid of the, the uh, scale. Uh, any Sorry. insecticide probably yeah. will get rid of the ants, but they're going to come back also because of the... Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't want to hurt do the you, fern. Do, do you take it down ever? Does it come down so you could dunk it in a tub of water and, and soak it? And if you if you could, then if you had a, a houseplant insecticide, you could have that in, uh, dunk it into that, then lift it up if, if you can hoist it at that point. <laughs> And, I think I'd have to have help. Yeah, I know. I understand. And <laughs> then dunk it in clear water to, to rinse it out, dunk it back yeah, down in clear water. That would be pretty hard. Well, where did the scale come from anyway? It it shows up. It, it, it just shows up. I have no idea. I had a greenhouse when I was teaching in northern Ohio, and uh, it was built out in the middle of an air base, an old, old World War II air base. This is in 1968 beautiful glass greenhouse and within a week we had mealybugs in that greenhouse where on earth did those come from yeah you know, oh, one, one or two plants in there and and uh, mealybugs and they didn't come with they the found plants. It. yeah yeah so anyway thank you i do appreciate you i will see what that. i can find i may be able to find something at the two o'clock newscast i don't promise anything but i'll see what i can do okay all right i appreciate your time maybe may you know one last thing maybe somebody yeah. listening will do some research and and we'll oh, call good. Mike with a, with and a, see what they with say a, you betcha take care okay bye-bye all right that's a good uh, good question all right her line is now open the only open line 888-787-5543 i like the challenging questions a lot so thank you. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited right now. They are great. And by the way, Pastor Tommy Brummett will join me at 2.45 today. We'll have some, some bird tips also. I've already been in conversation with Tommy today. Wild Birds, he's a big, uh, I don't want to do that to my pastor, say he's a big, uh, big time fan of Wild Birds Unlimited, but I just did it, so I'll finish it. Uh, I am too. I'll, I'll put me in that limelight of, of loving these stores. I've absolutely joyous when I have a chance to go into any one of these three stores, and, and you will be too. You will find enthusiasm. You'll find all the, the food supplies that you need for your uh, wild bird feeding. Wild Birds Unlimited. You'll find nesting supplies as they uh, begin to uh, think about nesting for the fall birds, and and it's just, it's, and hummingbirds. Oh my goodness, yes, they have hummingbird feeders, and Everything you could possibly want. Tommy and I are going to be talking about water in the landscape for your birds, and they have things to help you bring birds in for the water as well. At Wild Birds Unlimited, here are the stores that sponsor not only my broadcasts here and at WBAP, but also uh, sponsor my electronic newsletter, eGardens. In Dallas, the store is uh, David's store at 5715 West Lovers Lane. That's next to Nichols and Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. That's about a block west of the Dallas North Tollway. And David has been there a long, long time. It's a lovely store. Ron's new store, brand new store, is in East Dallas at 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. Now, he uh, moved after many, many years at a different location, uh, not, not far from Abrams. And Birdie's store in McKinney is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just barely south of El Dorado Parkway, just barely south of Tom Thumb. And uh, so easy to find Birdie's store in McKinney. Great stores, a great hobby, and they will help you. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. WBU.com slash DFW. Hey, it's Amy Shadrow for Real News and Information in the Morning. Monday on the show, we'll get you up to date on all the news you may have missed over the weekend. In the meantime, listen to our podcast at KLIF.com. We'll see you dark and early Monday morning, 5 to 9 a.m. on 570 KLIF. All right. Not uh, dark very much after 5 o'clock these days. Boy, it gets light so early. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter from my computer to your email every Thursday, a little after 6 p.m. One of the stories in eGardens each week is a, a featured plant of the week. One of the stories in eGardens each week is gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that are very time-sensitive to that week that you need to get done in your landscape and garden. 
And uh, then we also have other stories. This week we'll have Diane Sitton back. She writes one time a, a month for us, and that will be a wonderful story. I was, uh, I think it's on outdoor showers. I haven't looked at the story or her photos, but that should be fun. Diane always does a beautiful job. And then uh, the new Q&A section has gone over gangbusters. Wait till you see it. It's a way to ask uh, questions directly to me. I used to have a featured question of the week, something that people had asked me repeatedly. Now I answer 15 or so questions each week. So that's uh, really exciting as well. You can sign up for eGardens by uh, going to my website. I will never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. And uh, it is free and always will be. has been for 18 years and it will be forevermore. That's Niels Ferry's eGardens. Take a look at it. You can decide before you sign up if you want to. And uh, that's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Then click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We're talking about some of the cooling colors of the summer, and purple coneflower is the most photogenic and cooling perennial of all time. It establishes clumps, and it blooms freely from late spring well into summer. Also known by the botanical name of Echinacea, the improved forms of this native wildflower sport blooms in all shades of lavender pink, creamy white, and now many others. The showy central cones give the plant its common name. It grows to 18 to 24 inches tall, and it needs at least 8 to 10 hours of summer sunlight. Brugmansia is a showy sister of our native moonflower, jimson weed, or datura, or angel's trumpet. However, the native plant, the genus datura, holds its white tubular flowers upright. They open late in the day, and they close during the following morning. Brugmansias, by comparison, produce blooms of many shades, most of them pastels, and its flowers hang downward. They're huge. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. This hour and every hour this year of my program is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks, local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. And when I uh, spoke with the Ace Hardware dealers just five or six weeks ago, at their, uh, at their annual gathering, they were so excited about the Ego products. And uh, I'm going to tell you about some of those products right now. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ego 530 cubic foot per minute, 56-volt battery-powered blower for $179. The Ego Power 530 CFM blower is the next big step up in power and convenience for Ego cordless blowers. Equipped with turbine fan engineering, inspired by advanced aeronautics technology, the compact lightweight design weighs in at 7.4 pounds with the included 2.5 AH battery. I don't know what I'm talking about on a 2.5 AH battery. I might as well admit it. This advanced Ego Power plus 56-volt arc lithium battery uses industry-leading technology to deliver power beyond belief, and it's compatible with all Ego Power Plus products. Ace stores, now back to English here. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. I just know that this looks like really great technology. I was looking at the Eagle products. These batteries transfer from product to product, and they are the real deal. And uh, I said what I really meant at the beginning of the ad, and that is that the Ace dealers are so excited about this, and they're excited to be the place you can go to get the Ego products. Let them show them to you and let them explain why they are so spectacular. Ego at Ace. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. On the next Markley Van Camp and Robin show, the newest excuse for inflation is the best yet. White supremacy. Nah, that's easy. Can't be that. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekdays at noon on 570 KLIF. All right, Texas Premier Roofing Contractor. Who would that be? That'd be Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972 562 5700. 
8888. I say that as if I figured you had a pencil and paper and were waiting for me to give that number all program long. You might want to grab a pencil because if you need a roof, you need Wortham Brothers Roofing. They've been in business since 1986 with the experience of 100,000 roofs installed. Composition roofs. They have also done clay and concrete tile roofs, metal roofs, slate roofs. Oh, they took me to see one of their slate roofs, and it's gorgeous. They do all kinds of roofs. They do flat roofs. Nobody does flat roofs. Well, Wortham Brothers does. They do everything. If you have hail or wind damage or if you're just scared that you might, let them go up on your roof and take a look. If you're afraid that your roof is aging out, if it's just been up there a long time and you're worried about whether it's holding up or not, let them go up there. They will be honest with you. They'll tell you. They'll take photos of your roof, and they can determine if the roof is in need of replacement or repair or whatever it needs. They are the best. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our house, and we are thrilled. That's it's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788, WBRoofing.com, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. We're your source of those great lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. Let's go to our phones, and this would be Larry in Bedford. Larry, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Neil, thanks yes, for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I noticed in your eGardens this week you uh, you were talking about vines, and I'm going to install a little section of uh, chain-link fence and wondered what you would recommend to uh, grow up and cover that chain-link. Okay. Uh, question I have first: how how large a yard do you have? I don't necessarily need feet or width or anything, but is it a fairly large yard, or is it a, a standard city lot that's kind of narrow? It's a standard city lot, but this this little section is going to be between uh, uh, my house and my neighbor's house. Okay. Uh, the reason I asked uh, is any vine you put on a chain link fence, if you ever decide you need to do a major uh, overhaul of the vine or of the fence, uh-huh. you're going to have to unscrew the vine from the fence with chain link. And yeah. it becomes kind of boring work after the first three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. So I just. This is going to be like a 11 foot section. I, I think uh, you can handle that. All right. Yeah. Um, I would try to get a vine that isn't, uh, if it's only 11 feet, that isn't overpoweringly huge. So that, that kind of rules out uh, gigantic vines. Um, grapes would be gigantic, for example. Okay. okay. Uh, even trumpet creeper, Madam Galen trumpet creeper, which might be worth considering, uh, would would be kind of on the, on the, uh, the edge of being too big. Uh, the the best of all uh, would probably be Carolina jessamine because it's, first of all, evergreen. Secondly, it's refined. Uh, it, it's not a big uh, vine that just overpowers everything. It twines, so it will go around the, the uh, chain link and, and will not require any kind of tying. Um, and it's a it's a very attractive vine. I think you'd be very happy with it. It's uh, satisfied with our soils, our climate, um, and and so for all those reasons, I think it'd be very nice. It blooms, but it only blooms in the early spring. The rest of the time, it's just a nice dark green vine. Can it handle the the freezes? It handles all but 2021. If there's another 2021. Uh, not too well, but you know what? We lost about seventy percent of our stuff anyway. I don't. I don't plan to landscape based on what happened in two thousand twenty-one. Right. Okay. It would be uh, my first choice. That's what I would put on it. Uh, second okay. choice would be probably Madame Galen Trumpet Vine, or I might use Cross Vine, one of the uh, one of the improved Cross Vines. They're very pretty. I, I see them kind of fading out after five or six years. They they uh, begin to show iron deficiency. I, I'm, uh-huh. They're okay. I, 
I might even, depending on how labor-intensive I wanted my landscape to be, that part of my landscape, I might even use annual vines, something like uh, uh, morning glories or something. But I, I think Carolina Jessamine uh, would probably win. How, how about uh, honeysuckle? Is, where would that rank in there? Well, if it's Hall's honeysuckle, the one that has the fragrant flowers in late May, uh, it would be at the very bottom of the list because it's so okay. very invasive. Okay. Okay. The birds, it, it's a beautiful plant, but it's uh, as invasive as, as a privet uh, is in Texas. Oh. And I, okay. I really can't can't hear my lips saying that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it sounds like Carolina, Carolina Jessamine. Then. Yes, sir. All right. Thank All you. Right. Appreciate All it. right. Appreciate your call very much. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm not a... Not a big fan of the other honeysuckles, coral honeysuckle and, and those because they have so much powdery mildew problem. But anyway, all right, let's see. Let's go to Kent in Denton. Kent, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Neil. I have a question concerning my St. Augustine. Okay. Okay. About, uh, you know, I have really haven't kept track, but maybe three out of the last seven years, I have lost St. Augustine going into the spring and, uh, uh, as I recall, it has been, it looked good in the fall, sometime around January, February, December, January, February, when I uh, walked through it, I could tell it was loose. So my guess is it's probably an insect problem, maybe grubs. I heard someone talk about army ants, though I haven't ever seen an army ant in my life. So uh, what could, I've already laid some sod this year again for the, for the I don't know how many times, uh, but uh, what are some things I can be doing this year to uh, not have to do this next year, have to transplant? How much, uh, how much sunlight does that area get? That area gets, uh, it probably gets about five, uh, five to six hours a day. All right. Of, of direct and hot midday sun. Yes. Yes, sir. All right. It is in my, it is in my west, uh, west front yard. All right, and there's no shade tree and no house that's blocking it during the afternoon. Then, yeah, I mean it, it, it does get it does get it does get some shade uh, from the house. Of course, uh, 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 my house uh, is directly west. I ha- I do have a I do have a tree in the yard that is behind it, but it uh, it does get the it does get the sun. It seems to be somewhat of a seems to be somewhat of a strange pattern. If I was to say shade was the only reason, it would. There's places that are shadier that still have grass today. It was an area kind of in the middle of the yard. So, uh, so I got St. Augustine that gets less sun, but it's still alive today. So, All right. I mean, I, I know where you're coming from. I, I, I see your I see your point. I'm just yeah. not sure of the sun is exactly it. Having answered this question, probably. 10,000 times. I, I was just thinking out of the 450,000 calls that I've taken, there, there have to be at least 10,000 of them. And, and the written questions I've had in my newspaper columns, it's number one. It's by far the number one question I get is what's, what's happened to the St. Augustine. And, and uh, so often it has to do with shade. That's why I go there first. Uh, there is uh, so I will. I, I have no idea what that ant was that people were talking about. I've never heard of that thing. Uh, but white grubworms will cause. I, I'm not saying this is my answer. I'm, I'm addressing it to get it out of the way. Uh, white grubworms, uh, if they are involved with turf grass, uh, will begin feeding in early August, and they will uh, feed at uh, the half inch to one or one and a half inch level in turf grass both St. Augustine and Bermuda and Zoysia. They will devour the roots and they will leave the grass in September and October looking very anemic and, and then by late fall uh, loose and lifeless on top of the ground like, an, like a bad toupee. You pull on it and it comes up in irregular patterns on the grass, on the lawn. Uh, you just pick it up like a, like an old piece of carpet. Um, I haven't seen that uh, in a bad way much in uh, 45 years. The mid-1970s, it was epidemic in our area. Entire city blocks were lost to it. You could, you could take a, a, 
18-wheeler truck, uh, gravel truck, and fill them with your bare hands, just pulling the sod off the lawns and throwing it in the back of the truck. It was that bad, and it was all white grub worms, um, block after block after block. Uh, I worked for the extension service at that time, and, and it was just heartbreaking. Um, that's caused by June bugs, but we haven't seen much of that lately. It, it was an epidemic that came and went, like the, the plagues of, of locusts and things. Um, take all root rot shows up in the spring. Uh, it will not be evident in the middle of the winter time. It is a an April-May uh, disease, um, and it's not going to be loose underfoot like that. It's just going to be lethargic and greening up in the spring, yellowed, and if you pull on it, it'll offer very little resistance, but it's not going to be slippery loose in January or December. Um, and that's it. Those are the choices. Um, so I'm, I'm limited to what to suggest to you because I don't know what's going wrong. Um, I, I will tell you that I, I still want to go back to the shade issue, and it's, it's entirely possible that... Uh, the grass that's dying when you put when you go out there and say, well, here this gets more sun and it's dying, than that over there that gets less sun. Maybe the the stuff that's dying is the new sod that that just never had a chance, and the old grass is still alive and it it didn't suffer having to be replaced. That's a big setback is planting new sod because there isn't much root system with the new sod when you put it on. I just don't know without seeing your setting. So, uh, I haven't well, given you much. I haven't given you much of an answer. This is a question I used to say to my my call screeners. Please don't put these on the air because I can't get there. I can't get to an answer that anybody thinks I know anything. And the problem is, you have almost have to be there to see it. Well, if I if I if I think it grubs, and I've dug in my yard and I found grub worms uh, before. I don't. I never was too worried about it but nonetheless if it is grubs what would you say the treatment would be for me going forward for grub worm all right uh, if it is if the damage was done by grub worms you would see it in september october or at least october november you would have uh, five grubs per square foot that's a massive number Back in the 70s, I saw as many as 65 per square foot. That's why entire city blocks were lost. That was a that was a mulch of grub worms. But five per square foot will will kill that square foot of of turf grass. So you dig up a square foot of of sod. You don't have to go for very far down. You can just use a square bladed shovel, dig a square foot on three sides, lay that flat back, and look. And if you don't find five, if you find one every once in a while. That's not going to do that much damage. The grass can outgrow it, um, and at that point, you know what you have, what's been doing the damage. But people say, "Well, the grass is dead out there now." It's the the uh, what is it? The fourth of June. Well, this is not the time to treat for those grubs. You're about three weeks early to treat for the next generation of grubs. But we don't have any assurance that's what caused the damage. That's the problem, and and so to suggest to you that you put out, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, but I I hope that until you're sure you have them, I hope you won't put this out. But merit is the insecticide that's commonly used. It's uh, it, it it's an imidacloprid insecticide, and it's used commonly on on grub control. Put out in late June so that it will get them as they try to hatch at the end of July. And, and the initial grubs in their very first phase are about the size of BBs, and they're right under the surface of the soil. Um, and, and that's when they're easiest to control, early August, um, by that late June application. But there's, you don't want to put insecticides in the soil if you're not sure that you need them. And I'm not convinced from what you said that that's grub worm damage yet until you tell me, man, I saw so many grubs I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I guess the the reason I would say that uh, the lena is not that the shade is an issue because it, it hasn't been an issue every single year. It's not like I'm not putting it in every single year. I'm not putting sod in every single year. Yeah, I understand uh, that. But the weather has been, uh, we've had some very cold weather that has added to whatever problem there might have been from the shade. They, they haven't all been even. 
if you if you had everything even except for the one thing of the of the uh, uh, of the shade, that'd be okay. But you have several variables. You have uh, you have September drought. You have uh, extreme cold. You have things that are weakening the grass. This is why I've why I can't get to the answer. This this is a ten minute call that ends up not helping you and frustrating all the listeners because I just can't get there without seeing your lawn. But at least at least keep that in the back of your mind. And and before you spend ten more years, seven more years planting new sod, at least think about it. I did this for three or four years in my own lawn and then I realized, oh my gosh, it's just too dark in there. Five hours is enough sunlight, but you need to go out there and watch it tomorrow all day long and make sure you have five hours that's what i finally did and i realized you know i have about four that's not enough and so i am all ground cover now and it looks great but it took me took me three or four years to come to that realization so anyway i gotta run oh i'm way behind on getting my last break in i mean i even get it in but i hope that helps i appreciate your call uh let me i'm gonna have to cut my book ad totally short uh, my book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It's available only by calling my office or going to my website. You can see at my website exactly what the book is all about, and I'm going to ask you to do that. It is on sale, big sale price of $32.95, and I will sign your copy, but you need to get it ordered soon because the sale price will not last much longer. The website is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Baylor Scott and White Health. This is a wonderful facility, a group of facilities. They are where you need to go for all of your health care. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden healthy and happy in a St. Augustine lawn. I'd like to take some time to to uh, say special thanks to another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. My wife and I had the chance this week to tell some of the nurses and uh, the anesthesiologist. My wife had a a very uh, minor uh, procedure, minor because I wasn't involved. (laughs) So isn't that what they always say? And uh, we said to the nurses, they were just fabulous. And we said, thank you for being here through all of it. We were in a room that had been a COVID room. They had to convert so many of their rooms to COVID. And uh, these folks had to swing into action to help there. And we said, thank you. Thank you for being there. And you, if, if you can do that, it doesn't have to be Baylor, Scott, and White. If it's somebody else, let them know that you appreciate their help because they really stepped up the healthcare workers across America, but especially to Baylor, Scott, and White. You know, one of the things, my wife is on the board of Baylor, Scott, and White Hospital in McKinney, and uh, she refers to the Baylor Way. That's the Baylor Way, and that's, that's when somebody does stellar work. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but when we see people like that showing up every day, giving every ounce of energy, that's the Baylor way. One more big thank you to Baylor, Scott & White Health, especially to the frontline workers for all they have done to keep us healthy and safe. Thank you. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. We are your source for great grilling products. Count on us for friendly service that you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Too long. We end into the news. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> 